What's up, mortals? This is Awesome Myths and Monsters. I'm here to learn you a thing or two. The entire month of July, I'm focusing on American folklore and legends. This episode, I'm going to tell you about the giant-ass folk hero of the Lumberjacks, Paul Bunyan, said to be the biggest, strongest, and best lumberjack to ever live with all the best lumberjack knowledge. Not sure how much knowledge you really need when you're the size of the trees you're lumberjacking. On a side note, lumberjacking is now my preferred term for masturbation. He's said to have shaped the landscape of America, mostly with his immense size and complete inattention to what someone that size will do to the place when he goes stomping around in it. It's wildly irresponsible to just drastically alter geography and fuck up entire ecosystems. He made the 10,000 lakes of Minnesota with his footprints. People believe this because a single lake of the 10,000 looked like a footprint. He dragged his his axe across Arizona, just accidentally making the Grand Canyon. Mount Hood in Oregon was made by piling stones to put out his campfire. Can you imagine the size of the fire that needed a two-mile-high mountain to put it out? It must have been absolutely terrifying to the local people. Tremendous giant with a raging inferno in front of him. He probably looked like the devil come to bring hell on Earth. North Dakota is a state dominated by the Great Plains and then bleeds into the Badlands. And this is because Paul Bunyan cut down all the trees in North Co- Dakota. Are we sure this guy's an American hero? So Paul has been a terrifying giant his entire life. He was delivered by five giant storks to his very regular-sized parents. What kind of cruel animals were these storks to drop this massive burden on this poor little town? Like, regular babies are already kind of a burden, and this one is a thousand times bigger than that. Baby Paul could eat 40 bowls of porridge every two hours and would throw a tantrum in which he would just roll around destroying things in his path. His carriage was a cart drawn by bulls, and the local women had to make him shirts out of wagon wheels for buttons. I don't know where they found all the fabric, but it probably ruined the economy of the town. Eventually, he grew into a giant man, and he started lumberjacking, so he cut down a lot of trees. His ridiculous appetite got even larger, and he had a griddle that was an entire acre. It was so big that he had men skate around on bacon and ham to grease it before cooking his giant pancakes. You're a damn giant. Why can't you grease your own griddle? This is another shadier reason you want men on your griddle. I'm not saying that he ate people, but it sounds suspiciously like he ate people. He was also known for his pipe smoke, something he stopped doing in the forest in order to not spread smoke and, you know, ruin more environments. He just blew it all at the West Coast, causing pollution, because fuck those guys over there. Paul had a collection of beings that he roamed the country with. The most notable being Babe, the blue ox, who Paul found during the year of two winters. The year of two winters was known as the coldest winter ever. The air was so cold that words froze in midair. And in the spring, when they finally thawed out, it caused a huge commotion. Paul found a young ox frozen blue in the snow. He saved it and took it as a pet, naming it Babe. Babe grew to be a giant in his own right and stayed the blue color he was turned during the winter. Paul also had seven axemen that were all named Elmer, so when he called, they all came at once. I'm guessing he renamed them all Elmer, and who's going to argue with the giant that chops down entire forests for fun? He had a colony of giant ants that he trained, each able to do the work of 50 men. Also, since giant mosquitoes were a big problem, he brought in giant bees to fight them. American Midwest sounds like a horrifying place that I never want to visit. It was also the spot, spot the reversible dog, who was cut in half and then sewed back together. And he was reversible because his back half was sewed on upside down. So Paul essentially brought this being back to life. So if we're going to recap, Paul Bunyan was a giant who shaped the landscape without trying, made a towering inferno the size of a mountain, maybe, probably eight people, had a legion of giant insects at his beck and call, and brought a dog back to life. I don't care how good of a lumberjack he was, but he sounds like the devil.